All right, all right, all right. What up, everybody? So today is uh, Monday. It's March 1st. Uh, and I got, I don't have the time right now to do the full episode, but I'm going to do, you know, another 20, 30 minutes here. And I'll do 20, 30 minutes when I get off of work. Um, but I'm not actually working. I'm, I'm just trying to finish building my truck. Now, I want to talk about that a little bit yeah, for a few minutes here, but it's 7.30 in the morning, so I'm a little bit discombobulated. Uh, I just had me uh, a sausage McMuffin from McDonald's, which I don't know why I had the randomest itch to eat one, but I did. And I usually don't fuck with McDonald's foods at all, but it's because I had to put some gas, and I had, and I don't have to be at, like, work until nine so like and i had an eight yesterday since like i don't know like noon i was fucking starving so uh i had i had to give me something to eat it was just and it was just right there the line was there was nobody in the line so <sighs> mcdonald's hung one on me they hung one on me they got me they got me because it's so fucking cheap it's like two bucks for a fucking mcmuffin with cheese with egg and cheese so Anyways, besides the point. Uh, but yeah, I, I gotta. I'm on my way to my place of work. I'm trying to finish building my truck. Uh, the last little bit of details are just taking a long time because the specialty details and and. But I'm trying to finish it up. I, I, yesterday I ended up working Sunday, trying to get these lights installed. I got a little bit of welding done. Although my welder is lazy, he's being lazy, and uh, he only did a little bit of work instead of the, all the work that I wanted him to do. Uh, but it's okay because I still got I still got things to do on the truck. Like today, I'm gonna try to get this, the electrician to come out here to wire up the ABS brakes, to wire up all the lights for me. So um, he's supposed to come at nine, and and aside from that, I mean the truck rolls. It dumps, but like it's, I get closer and then it just seems like it's far. Like I'm gonna have to do this deletion on the fucking DPF and all this other sensor shit like immediately. Cause now I don't know what's going on with my truck that when you start it, it goes for a minute or two and then immediately it shuts off. Like the truck just automatically stops engine. So I'm not exactly sure what that's about. Maybe I'll get it investigated, but, um, the problem with it being is because these trucks are so fucking finicky with the sensors and there's so many of them that more or less i mean i could i could dump fucking five thousand ten thousand anyway and still not fix the problem that's the problem in and of itself like it's just it's just a headache uh so i may end up just deleting it right off the bat i wanted to delete it but after i used it for six months or even a year or if i could just keep it going i was not going to delete it but i might end up just deleting it and just getting rid of the problem um as far as i know nobody runs around checking checking that shit so i don't really see uh an issue with it and even if they do i'd be like well i don't know and then you know i just drive I just drive the truck. This is how I bought it. I don't know. I don't know how that shit works. There is no law stating that you actually have to know anything to do maintenance-wise with the v- with the truck. All they do is give you fix-it tickets. 
<clears throat> so, with that said, you can delete the shit and run around for a year until gar- garner up more money and fix problems at that point. But that's that was my goal. So, but I wanted to use it for a little bit normally, but I don't know. It might not give me the chance. So, I mean, there's just another little step that I had to overcome at the beginning. On top of the fact, I need still need to get tags and um, my plates, and I need to do more welding. I mean, I'm getting closer, but it just seems far, and it's a little bit downheartening because it's right there. It's right there in front of me, but it's not at the same time. Like, I'm, like I want to use it already to get money made, and it's just not... But, you know, uh, the truck is done for all intents and purposes. It's just I need these details to get done. And uh, and I have to wait for these fucking grommets that I ordered for the fucking lights. Should be in sometime this week. But my goal is to have the guy come and wire it. And then when they do come, all they got to do is just pop the fucking uh, wa- uh, the lights in. hook, Just plug them in in the back. The cords that need to be corded in, in roll. So... Um, that's on my work. So today, like I said, like I just was, I didn't need to be anywhere until about nine and, uh, it's seven 30 now. So I'm going to run to Lowe's, pick up a can of spray paint. I think, I don't know, yesterday, the can of spray paint that I had, I was using it and it just, it seized up on me like with a half a can of spray paint. I don't know why I was kind of bullshit, but whatever. That's how these things go. I got to get a, a grinding stone, uh, these round tubular grinding grinding stones i gotta get that so i might go to mcfadendale's right here it's still about i'm still about 10 15 minutes away from it before i log out this episode but enough of that bullshit let me do a little COVID update these vaccines are not starting to roll out but i don't know like they don't know when we're gonna get these vaccines everybody's kind of still like like there's still not is and it's kind of i think that's kind of the fault of the president again and not that Joe Biden's got much blame to go around, but it kind of is. There was no steady federal rollout for this fucking vaccine. Like, he, need, he needed to... And I thought Donald Trump completely dropped the ball as well. Where it was just like, he gave the vaccine and they're like, okay, the state's going to do it. The fucking states don't even know what they're doing. They, they're just giving it to the old people and to... But there is no... There is no clarification on what's an essential worker, who's prioritized... Um, and then how they're effectively going to sign up uh, everybody else and how they're going to make the motherfuckers that don't want to get it. I mean, there's got to be some sort of a fucking process. And maybe that is an overreach of the government. But then again, in a situation like this, you kind of need even an overreach. So uh, I know Biden is busy, but still, I mean, come on. This is the number one uh, thing that needs to be addressed. Uh, aside from all that, um, I think things are now that the vaccine is out there and that we're trying to, in full force, get people vaccinated. I think now things are starting to realize, like, okay, um, we're going to start opening up these movie theaters. I know in New York they're starting to open up and I know and I think California will follow suit with New York. Um, California is doing well with these vaccinations. 
Uh, still a long ways to go, but I think we, I think around the summertime, maybe the movie theaters will open up. Still social distance, maybe at a capacity, but you know, at like a thirty percent or forty percent capacity. We're still a long ways away, I think, from coronavirus being over because it's going to take more than a year to get more than I, I think more than two years to get everybody vaccinated. So the the main issue is. I personally don't know when I can go and get a vaccination. I just personally don't know. And on top of that, I don't know. There's a lot of people that don't want to get vaccinated because they think... I've heard every fucking theory. And honestly, honestly, it wouldn't even surprise me if this vaccine was just a water drop. But these motherfuckers believe that this fucking... The vaccine vaccine is going to turn into a zombie. I've heard that it's going to fucking... I heard that there's a chip that you're going to, the government's going to flick on a switch and it's going to tell you that, okay, you're going to die when you're 60. You can only have one kid. I've heard every fucking thing, every fucking crazy conspiracy out there. And these are just talks on the the street level. This is not, no, but it's no longer coming from the government. So hopefully this shit filters out. I, I actually think as this virus gets just, we're at like we're just before dawn it's you know this is like this is like two or three in the morning right now i think this last wave of it killing people uh will really push the covid vaccine into reality um i think all these people that are like no you know fuck it covid isn't real i think it's gonna sweep along their families at these people that are not wearing masks. I think it's going to finally get them. Uh, get them out of here. And, and rightfully so. They, they, they deserve they deserve that kind of nonsense for for spouting that. Um, you should be wearing your mask. You should be doing this and that. Um, you know, there's no reason for you to be... A year later, you know, doing this. Like, it's just, it shouldn't be this way. And you know, I just think there's gonna be that one last final sweeping uh, death spree of this COVID before people are take this vaccine and like, okay, we're gonna get it. But that's that on the COVID front. I'm I'm in dire need of a vacation myself, uh, so I want to get vaccinated as quickly as possible. I need to get out of Dodge and just fucking just get out of my redundant because I've been working Sundays lately I've been working fucking every fucking six days no days off I haven't had a day off where I've been just like lazy at the house and I don't know how long it's been like two or three weeks um and that's even besides the fact that even before that I was hella busy so a vacation is in order very 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 soon uh, as a matter of fact, I I can't wait. I'm like itching at it now. Like Vegas, a Vegas getaway for three or four days sounds really, really fucking fantastic. So does a San Diego getaway. So does a San Francisco getaway. And and I just need like three or four days to recharge. I don't know when I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna pull the trigger here soon. As soon as I get a couple of bills paid up and I'm squared up financially and. 
I don't have to really worry about this, that, or the other thing. And, and I got a little stack of money. Uh, just need to recharge the batteries. Forget about building this truck. Forget about all these jobs I got c coming up. Forget about this, that, and the other thing. And uh, enjoy all this life that I'm fucking just seemingly slaving away at. Like, um, but that's that's another topic for another day. Now I'm gonna get down to the meat of this fucking episode because. I just watched, and I have been meaning to watch for the longest, Carnival Row on Amazon Prime. It looked like an interesting story from the trailers, and, and it had to do with fucking magic and this, that, and the other thing. And I was like, all right, well. But it's one of those things where I'm not on Amazon Prime enough to where I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to constantly look and see what's on there. Uh, there's actually another show Hunters is what I want to watch on there too But I, I was watching Carnival Row And uh, you know To me Like I said I have been meaning To watch Carnival Row for A cool minute And it just like I said Like the boys is on there But the boys was really disappointing in season 2 uh, And I hate to dog the show I, I get that they probably were caught Mid or just right around the pandemic you know, maybe it jammed them up a little bit. I don't know. Um, it seems like it was re it was a really slow burn, and it it, wa it wasn't as good as season one. That's just how I felt about it. Um, it just wasn't as good as season one. There's just no two ways about it. I just season one was a whole lot shocking. Well, it wasn't even shocking. It was a whole lot better. Uh, I had, you know, without without cheating, I don't know if people read these magazines or like, or in the comics and they're like, wow, this happened. No, nah, that's, you know, it's accurate and this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, well, okay, well, I, I don't know that. You know, as far as I know, like, it was, I mean, Homelander looked like the bad guy, but they really made him into the bad guy. They really made him into being like this fucking ultra super duper villain that not only is unbeatable, but, you know, who who would stand against him? Like, and then, you know, you flash forward to season two of The Boys, and I, and I don't want to get into it, but it's just like they took his evilness out of it, and he was more just like confused in a sense and I don't even know if that's the proper word but like Stormfront was kind of the main villain and they just turned Homelander into some Nazi project that I didn't I didn't really understand so I was like okay like and then they kind of just ended it at that, that like they kind of cornered Homelander a little bit you know and then he was just like well he's gonna remain silent but I don't I didn't get that either because he could have just fucking killed Billy the Butcher and I mean and the mom and, and everybody else and nobody would have even questioned him anyway anyways Carnival Row has been there I just you know and it's not one of those things like when the boys was uh, streaming the first season and even the second season I kind of was like, you, you know, they don't, I think they kind of shelled Carnival Row to an extent. 
because it's not it wasn't like on there like oh here watch this watch this watch this watch this like they do with some of their other shits that they got being the boys being uh i think jack ryan or whatever or jack reach or whatever i don't know what the other hannah hannah's another one that they keep promoting and i don't know if hannah is good or not i i, I don't know but I kind of feel like, okay... But I, I had wanted to watch Carnival Row for the longest. I kind of felt like, okay... Um, it like had to do with... Killing and murder and magic. And I was like, okay... And it has Orlando Blooms. So I was like, okay, maybe this is a good story. So... While... I just, I just was like, alright, let me watch two episodes. Let me give the show a chance. Let me see if it was worth watching or you know i just wanted to i just wanted to get a feel of it so i i i turned it on and i watched episode one and episode one of it is just again i don't read the comics of it i don't know i've never read a book about it and a lot a lot of people are like well you got to read the book and this and that and to me the the story goes that the fae they used to have their own homeland. I'm assuming it was another continent or another place. And there a war a war broke out there between what and then and this is one thing that I, I kind of was like, okay, well it's somebody called the Pact. And I'm not sure if it's the Pact or the Pact. Um I didn't really care. But these fools are like this they're kind of like and I kind of feel like they're kind of like Nazis like they chased the Fae they have like I don't know they butchered the Fae actually and I don't know I don't know why they did that but uh, immediately there's a lot of violence so I knew that I was like okay this is worth watching so it's not rated MA but it's probably rated R um, but they're 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 fucking up the fae. They're like, you know, the fairies. They, they on they they chase him through like a forest, in which, on the tree line, there's barbed wire like zigzag through the trees, so the fae can't actually just up and fly away. Like, if they do, they get tangled in the fucking barbed wire, and you know they get stuck there, and they just. And there's evidence of that, like, and like they, like the barbed wire is up maybe like eight feet off the ground, maybe ten feet. So there's Faye that got stuck in there, and and they just like because they got stuck, they just eventually starved and died in the barbed wire. So they they can't and then force the Faye, which are the are fairies, to run. Um, all meanwhile, these the people of this pack have like werewolves or I don't know they're not maybe they're dogs but they're borderline werewolves uh that also hate the fate they are under their and they let them loose to go hunt them down like like animals and and all the meanwhile they're chasing them shooting them now this pack like I said they kind of remind me of like they kind of got like that evil sinister kind of like feel to them like with their how they're 
how they're dressed and how they look. They look like like Nazis, but magical Nazis. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Uh, so they go and they, they, they're fucking up the Fae. They're, they're chasing the Fae. And now... I guess the Fae and the Fae kind, there's only so many of them. And they, they got onto... The main character, Vignette, gets on a ship that's headed to this place called the Berg. And the Berg is kind of like... I would think it would be like England or something. Like representative of that. Now the people of the Berg were in a war with the pack and they lost. And then it displaced it displaced a lot of Fey. It it displaced a lot of uh you know like these half man half horse creatures. Uh and uh a variety of you know magical beings like that like fairies minotaurs um and i don't even know what you would call them but they they end up calling them pucks <laughs> and they also call the fae the picks like pix but they're you know i i can still i can it's really close like to calling them pigs and i'm not i'm almost certain that they're that's why they call them pigs because it's close into it's a derogatory term for them um like it closely resembles a pig and how people view pigs even now like okay you're just a pig fucking pig like okay like you're disgusting slob. That's kind of what you, you. They even say like, oh, she's a pig. So like the fuck, and they also call the half man, half horse pucks. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't get that derogatory term other than the fact that I can think of like maybe their feet are like hockey pucks. Um, and but all they call the whole lot of them, uh, critch. Um. All the critch, and I think that means that's short for creatures. But they end up using that slang term. They're calling them the critch. Um. So, so the humans, which would be the normal people, or the non-magical people, they're ho- they're housing these people. They're like refugees, uh, and they have a street where, I, I guess the the pucks in in. In the Fae... And the, and the Pucks are... Used more like slaves. Um, they clean the houses. They do that. The Fae also are used as like slaves. But not so much. Their, their thing is... Because there's a lot of women Fae. Um, they're in charge of running this thing called... Elix. Elixum or something like that. Which I'm assuming is like a drug or so they're they're in charge of that, like and that's their kind of thing. There's only so many of them and I think that I think that I think it's pixie dust is what it actually is. Or fey dust or pixie dust, something that it just like it, it's just an illegal substance that they deemed like and the fair, so the fair, they're viewed like that. They're viewed like, oh, they're just on, 
drug running beings and they're not they're no good other than you know that that's it so the story goes they get chased off by this this people called the pact and they um they end up at the berg now in the berg because there's that that setup I just talked about about how they view these the pucks as kind of like slaves and the pigs and the fae as you know they they view there's that tension so the chancellor of the berg is this powerful man and he is trying to smooth over the tensions that exist between the normal people between the fae the puck and humans and but a lot of people are not having it they're, they view these people are like they're coming in they're taking the jobs um you know it's just, it's really polit- a little political but at the same time he's like well a lot of people came here before they immigrated here you know different racism doesn't exist in the berg because well maybe it does it, it they didn't they didn't really describe that yet but they talk about it like that other people that were of the same skin color have moved to the berg but they were human so they eventually ended up like working it through like but then the fae moved in and the puck moved in and, and it's just they're not the same even though they kind of are like so they talk about that a little bit but the chances like well we, you know this would not have been a problem for anybody had we won the war against the pack and they should have won the war against the pack but they didn't win the war and i don't know exactly they don't they don't get back to that and i think they kind of will maybe in season two talk about how they lost the war um because i don't i don't think that it's the end of the pack's you know, rain. I think the pack is gonna come again. Um, and that's just my what I kind of feel. I don't really know how true that is, but uh, so they got stuck with this part, and the chancellor is trying to smooth over the crowd. Now the opposition to him, like the two party system, they got talk about how well they're here and they're stealing jobs. They're bringing in the elixir they're uh you know carnival row which is like okay they the pucks and the fae work in throughout the entire city and they're this and that and they're seen a certain way and so but most of them live what they call it is the row but that's carnival row like it's just it's almost it's almost it, and i kind of get I kind of when you think about the name Carnival Row, it, you got to kind of think of like Skid Row. Like I kind of feel like the connection there between it, and I also feel like it's almost like a red light district area. But if you think of Skid Row, how it's full of homeless and it's full of transients, and you know, if you think of Skid Row, but let's say those people were magical fae in 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 you know like minotaur people and things of that things of the nature you could easily see it being transitioned into being like almost it's almost like a circus 
um, which is exactly the the presentation I got. Like, okay, this is like a circus sideshow. Like, and it actually there actually is a circus sideshow going on in Carnival Row. Um, the guy he's I, I don't know his name, but he's actually you know he's in charge of these little little creatures like little doby creatures and they they have their own little show and that's how they got this carnival row like well it's like a carnival atmosphere there like but it's also a carnival skid row like a circus row it's it's just a really so that's where all so that's where the show gets its name from that's how they it actually it makes a lot of sense if you didn't put that together if you've never watched the show or whatever, like Carnival Row. I get, I get it now. Skid Row, um, and that's not, and that's not even thinking about all oh, like fucking, you know, like uh, then you never get. But they end up referring. They don't refer to Carnival Row as Carnival. They call it the Row. Um, but that's where all the Fay and all the people are. Um, all the stuff is going down, basically. So, in the row, you get introduced to uh, Philo, or Philo, uh, which is Orlando Bloom. And he's um, a detective of the city. And they they get into his story a little bit later, but he ends up being a half-blood, which is half-fae, half-human. But he doesn't know that initially. But the story starts off with... Somebody is running around raping and like maiming Faye like every couple of weeks like one pops up like their face is crushed in and nobody's doing anything about it because obviously it's a Faye and then secondly because uh well mostly because it's the Faye like, they're not nobody's doing anything about it but he's on the loose and and there's just a lot of tension between the people, so the cops aren't really looking into it. But Orlando Bloom's character Philo is kind of like, okay, well, this can't be happening because at any moment it could turn against Faye to... But we obviously have a rapist and a fucking a violent, very violent person amongst us. And he's he's tasked with tracking him down. He ends up tracking him down uh, because one of the survivors told him he has a, a tattoo of a snake on his arm. Um, and he's got, he wears a uniform and he's got mutton chops. So mutton chops are basically the humans thing. Like, uh, and there's a kind of a play on that because most of the pucks have mustaches. Um, all the humans have mutton chops and the fade don't have any facial hair. So I kind of see that as a thing. Uh, maybe they'll get in more into it later, but basically... Orlando Bloom is kind of like the Sherlock Holmes. He tracks this motherfucker down. He's like, well, okay, well, I'm looking for a left-handed individual that hits these people in the head with a hammer. Uh, obviously, he's got a snake on his arm. Uh, he figures out that he's a sailor. Which I forgot how he figures out he's a sailor. <clears throat> I guess I guess something has had to do with every three weeks. So I guess every three weeks, these sailors arrive at the port. So he ends up going to a sailor bar when all the sailors arrive at the port. And he... Learns that only like one or two people are left-handed, so he immediately 
bumps into this one left-handed guy on off a hunch and uh turns out he he rolls up that guy's sleeve and he's got a snake on his arm and that guy knows immediately he's he's been caught so they give a chase and at which point that guy tells him look there's things happening here that you don't know about there's magic and he's like you wouldn't believe it anyway so you know you you know you just he basically tells him like there's just things here beyond your comprehension like that's just what it is like and he jumps and kills himself so at that point the story kind of kind of briefly pauses for a moment before the real true villain uh, comes out and it's it's this thing called the Dark Asher which is like it's a it's a thing like a creature made out of other dead creatures brought back to life and can only be killed if you kill the the creator this Dark Asher and that thing is killing it basically is killing people with seemingly at first as random kills a, a singer fay it kills a doctor it kills and again this uh in philo gets tasked to track it down because it's a very violent crime at which point the story shifts a little bit to how vignette and philo love each other and they go back into the past he was at the war he ended up falling in love with her he reads books he, you find out that he's half fay there uh, but he's been living as, as a human. And um, and he's never known his father, never knew his mother. So, you know, Vignette kind of feels for him. Like, wow, like, you know, he she just feels for him. Like, she can't believe that this is his life. And so they fall in love, but it's in the war and... And her home gets completely decimated by the pack. Um, and they get chased off. At which point he tells one of Vignette's closest friends, or I don't know somebody, he tells her that to tell her that he died in the war. And that it's better if they broke up because it could never they could never really be together, in a sense. Uh which I kind of felt was like it was like an okay kind of a crutch to have. Between the two characters. Because I don't think he really needed to do that. They could have just been separated. Uh, due to the war. Due to the racial tensions. They didn't need to have that extra. I don't think they really needed to have that little layer in there. But I mean no, that's okay. It just adds a little bit to the. But it didn't need to, it didn't need to be there. Uh, because there was, there was already. There's built in enough tension between the two. Their love would have had to have been secret anyways. I don't, but going forward, I don't think it does. Um, because he ends up blurting out to everybody that he's half fey eventually. Uh, most of the people turn on him so he could be together with Vignette at some point. Uh, but flash forward, he, he their love ends and they get separated and they get back together in the Berg. And she finds out and she goes to fucking confront him and 
you know, she wants to kill him. She's mad at him. How can he break her heart? She loved him for so long. This and that and the other thing. All the meanwhile, he's working this case. So he keeps bumping into her because it has a lot to do with the Fae and, and Pugs. Now, you get also introduced to this other main character, uh, Mr. E- Egress. I think he's a Puck bazillionaire. Um, and they don't talk, but I think they're going to talk. They talk about it briefly. But I think they're going to talk more about, maybe in season two, why he's so fucking rich. And the, and I could I think his story is a lot more twisted than anybody else because I think he's actually in charge of selling off the slave pucks to the Berg, I think. But he amassed, he amassed such a wealth that he was able to move in into the most prestigious of Berg citizen area, and he's uh, causing chaos there because they don't know who the fuck he is and they don't know how he's so rich. Uh, you get introduced to him. His story is... He ends up fucking... Um, the other main character's story... Uh, I can't think of her name off the top of my head. Her and her brother are like... They're the ultra-rich elite, but... Uh, they're falling on hard times. You know, his... his Her brother's business adventures have gone to shit. And he's on the fritz. He's on the fritz. You know, like, financially... And she's like, well, I don't want to fucking be part of this. You know, if dad was, if father was around, he wouldn't, this wouldn't have even been an issue. Well, anyway, she goes and entertains the pugnet. She ends up falling in love with him. And they set sail at the end of the season. So their their story is still more to come in season two. But I think his, his, Egris's story is more diabolical than what they've let on so far season one. But anyways, as the story moves forward, um, Philo starts figuring... He starts tracking down this fucking... This dark Asher. And the pieces are... You know, back to the Chancellor. The mother, the Chancellor's wife, is... ends up She ends up being behind it. And... Her thing was... Her son Jonah, which it becomes more clear, he's the Chancellor's son. Uh, he might not actually be the Chancellor's son. He might actually be one of the other political party's heirs. And she's trying to ensure the whole reason she was trying to uh kill all these people with the dark asher was she wanted her son Jonah to eventually assume the throne of power and not be rivaled by the chancellor's actual son who turns out to be Philo and turns out that Philo is the chancellor's son the chancellor had an affair with the Faye Singer who was the first one killed and they had a son who turns out to be Philo because he somehow magically remembers which I'll give a pass to that because you know but they put all of this pieces together they you know and Philo ends up becoming Orlando Bloom ends up um 
being ratted out in in a sense. But they end up talking about um, all of this stuff that happened and, and how the mom ended up making the Dark Asher and, and setting off to kill everybody. Meanwhile, uh, she was actually coaxed into it by the daughter of another high-ranking official's treachery she penned the letter and the son finds all of this out the mom dies the chancellor dies he assumes the room but the hands up the two rival factions in the burg that had been separated by division uh they end up coming together because the Chancellor was actually stabbed by a puck. Ultimately finished off by uh, the wife. But the puck stabbed and he used that to kind of mobilize the entire... It was kind of like their 9-11 incident. Like, okay, well now these pucks, they did this horrible act. You know, we're going to round them up. And he essentially turned the Berg into a little Germany, which I get. Um, but I don't know why he didn't see the double crossing. Uh, but yeah, he ends up t- he ends up uniting the crowd, and uh, and now they rounded up all the Fay, all the Puck, everybody, all the Critch, and they put him in a little area. Um, and essentially, they're. They're cornered off from everybody. After all of that happened. Uh, so. It, it, season 2. Looking forward to. It, it, season 1 ended really well. I, it was a slight slow burn. I thought, But it wasn't okay. A lot of story to go off of. But. Uh, and it's only. I think it's only like 8 episodes long. I don't think it's 10. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Um. I kind of Google when season two is coming out. They say it's coming out sometime this year, but um, you know the the story is really interesting. I thought something was they could have done a little bit better. They never got back to the the drug running, the actual drug running mob fairies. Uh, Faye, they never got back to that. They kind of happened a little bit, but they never got back to it. The Fae are into all kinds of random shit. They're into prostitution as well, which I was like, all right. It's another little area, but the main fob, the main fob, the main Fae boss lady, uh, they never get back to her store. And I kind of, and I think she's going to turn into a big player coming up season two, because if they're going to do that, she has the means and the power to... Uh, she's she was already a mob leader. Now this is gonna strengthen uh, this move strengthens her position going forward. And I don't think she's going to just disappear or or lose. She's gonna strengthen. I think she's gonna mobilize all the Fey now, especially since they shot and I think they killed one just before the season one ended because she was flying. So. Um, they might have a full-blown civil war in in the row here soon. So 
I'm kind of excited. There's also, the, like I said, the puck that took off. Egress took off with the the neighbor's sister. And he's a bazillionaire. Who knows where his story's at, you know. And I think the pack is still there lurking. The pack actually... I think they won the one. I think they're going to come and invade the bird. There's no inkling of it yet, but I think they are. Um, because I, I, I think their war was actually with the bird people. And then the Fae and, and all them got in, involved. And they ended up fucking them up too. So, And there's still people fleeing their country. Heading to the Berg. And... I mean, it's just a wild... It's just a wild... It's a wild story. I, I Like I said, I liked it. Um, yeah, I'm kind of excited for season two. Hopefully it comes out and does well. Hopefully it's a little bit better than season one. Um, but yeah, like... I had been meaning to watch the show. And I just... It, did, it didn't have... But... You know, I guess it's better late than never. I watched it. I liked it. Uh, really, really impressed with, you know, the twist, the turns in it. I'm really, really... I like the little the little setups they got going on. Um, especially with some of the characters, like I said, the Puck. That's a billionaire. You know, the Row, the position of the Fae. You know, and all that. So I'm like, wow, you know, it's, it's a pretty damn good show. So... Well, that's it. I'm going to pause this here and I'll get back. I'll wrap this. Uh, I'll wrap this episode up just when I'm on my way home from work. So hang tight. Yo, so I am fucking back. Um, and honestly, I found out that you could put the phone on. The do not disturb that airplane mode shit is fucking magnificent because you could just tune out the world for like four hours. Not receive a phone call or a text or anything. And just live in peace. Because sometimes you need that. So, But I do that now during the uh, during the podcast. So hopefully it don't... My shit isn't as choppy. And like I said, I want to do... I want to do um, the, like the video, YouTube. Maybe the Twitch type of streaming podcast. I don't know if I want to do Twitch because I want my shit to be up. So that way you can garner the views. Maybe I could live stream the podcast one day on Twitch. But... That's still it's still down the road. I still I would need to get a computer. I would need to get a room and get a setup. And I'd actually like to play a game and stuff. I, I'd like to do stuff on it and do these podcasts, but that's another day. But anyways, I'm back. Let me finish up the Carnival Row episode. And I know that shit has been out for Kuma. It's been out at least a year or two. No, more than a year. Maybe like two years. Plus, maybe three years. Because it was one of the first things I remember Amazon Prime. I was interested in watching, but I never got around to it. And I don't know. I had this conversation with my brother today. I don't know how many people watch shows and versus how much budget it costs. You know, how much money it costs to produce the show. And I don't know what's the golden number that viewership that shows need to get because sometimes I feel like these shows like for instance um let's take um you you season one you season two and season three and so on and so forth and also um uh, these Netflix shows and even TV shows uh 
you know, like uh, Mythbusters and Blown Away and, and things of the nature. I'm not exactly sure, like, if they produce the show and the show costs the million dollars or even, like, five million dollars. Or whatever, it costs ten million. I don't know what the ratio is. Like, okay, it, the show costed eight million dollars to produce. And I'm assuming that would be a low-end budget for, like, a sci-fi movie or... Uh, or even like a a, a low end competition show like Blown Away or per, perhaps a Chopped, you know I'm not sure what's the what's their budget. It could be a couple of million. I'm not. I'm assuming it's more than like a hundred thousand dollars to make these shows. So because it, they're just the just the producers, you know, the video editors and stuff are costing. They probably cost that by themselves, hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. So I'm assuming these are million dollar shows, regardless. But I'm not. I'm not sure. Me myself, as a dude that doesn't know, what, I don't know if a show like, for instance, Carnival Row, if it, or not, I'm assuming it had Orlando Bloom. I'm assuming it was a big name. He's he's got, he got to get a couple million. So so let's say the show costed ten, fifteen, twenty million to produce. Because they did have elaborate costumes and there was some visual effects and, you know, action. So I don't know if they garnered, like, I don't know, the show has to have, I don't know, 50 million streams in order for it to be a success. I, I mean, I don't know. These are, these are things I don't know. Or I don't know if maybe a million streams on it would make it a success or make it profitable not, I'm not exactly sure how it works on the streaming because they're on, on, or on or the subscription but Amazon knows Amazon knows what they're doing so so what I'm saying is I don't, I don't know how many people are actually out there watched it and I never heard anybody talk about it but I'm talking about it um, and I'm sure if you go on YouTube or Google Carnival Row fans you, you probably have you know they're loyal fan base like I think anything that's produced anywhere like me myself I got a little loyal fan base so I mean I got a little loyal fan base of like five people or maybe six it could be a dozen but I'm not I think it's the same like five or six people that listen to my shit so I don't know but I'm not it's not costing me money it's shit is free as fuck whatever I like to to do something a little bit more production wise a little bit more um you know, a little bit more fancy get up, but that's coming at a different day. Uh, but either way, I'm not exactly sure. So, what I'm saying, I don't know how many loyal fans Carnival Row has. For me, I'm going to talk about it because it's something I've been wanting to watch. Um, just never got around to it. I watched it. I liked it. I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I actually had a couple of big name actors that you would recognize the, the Chancellor is um, I can't think of that guy's name And in I can't even think of his name in the show But I know he's the Chancellor And I can't think of his fucking name outside of the show But he's always playing a villainous fool And it was good to see him not in a villainous manner um, It was okay But I actually hadn't seen him in a cool minute uh, In a movie uh, I can't even think of the last one he was in. Where he was... 
uh, casted, but he's he always plays a kind of a villainous role. Uh, but anyways, uh, I liked it, so I mean, I'm going to tune into season two. Now, I hope season two touches on some of these blank, because they left a lot of areas blank. For instance, the pack. Uh, the story with, I think it's Mr. Egress and the, his newly acquainted neighbor. And she ran away from him, but she was, she was also looking, she's also a gold digger. But, you know, but she actually liked the man himself. Uh, and also there's a play, there's a duality there. Like, I don't, they kind of touched on the fact that that guy, Egress or whatever was, um, he was a slave, Basically, uh, they touched on a bit. Basically, he rounded up the pucks that were indentured, like the runaways. Like that was his job, tracking them down. But I, I think he also, because he worked for that guy, he also enslaved his own race. Uh, so it'd be interesting to find out if that, if that's my, that's my assumption is that he's the one that sent over all the pucks over to the Berg and had them all basically enslaved. So I think that's how it's working. Don't know, but it, he's massively wealthy because he he's outbidding and out he pretty much out monetized all the humans in the city. Like he he came in as a big player, so it'd be interesting to follow up his story. Um, Vignette and Philo, either it's either Philo or Philo is Orlando Bloom's, Orlando Bloom's name, but be interesting to see because he he gave up being on the outside of the the encampment he, to be with her and he basically told the dude I'm a critch he wants in they let him in and I don't think he's coming back out uh, then there's also the the mob fairy lady who they kind of briefly touched on and they, they gotta get back to because I'm assuming she's gonna be if they, if it's gonna be that they basically have them on in an encampment, it's gonna be her, and it's gonna be the leader of the pucks in that zone. That's the one that ordered the. They, and it's actually a cult. It's not even. They're not even a, even a gang or anything. They just. They believe that they they're coming up with their own religion. They believe. Um. In puck supremacy, kind of. Um. And I and I don't know the name of their actual race. They're not the Fae's or the fairies. They're the pixies. Uh, there's the minotaur. There's actual minotaurs with the four legs, and then there's the dude who's got the, like that's a half man, and the bo- the their two legs are like they're kind of like goats, but not, and they have the horns, but they're not minotaurs. But there is minotaurs, and there's also giants, and there's also little what I call them, little dobies, but they're little like whatever they are there's a bunch of different races in there they haven't uh, that's another thing they gotta I think gonna touch on a little bit more is a little bit different various um factions inside Carnival Row but they gotta they gotta talk about the leader of the Pucks um that's one he's the one that ordered the hit on the Chancellor uh they gotta they gotta touch on uh I think that guy's name is Joseph no the new, the new chancellor and his perhaps probable, I, I actually think it's most likely his sister that he's fucking and that they plan on dominating the world. 
and uh, he's the one that ordered the basically the no fly zone. He united the entire bird, um, and he took his lady by. She outmaneuvered him, but he rode the wave of success with her. He's now he's gonna ride it. Uh, there's a puck homeland. I think there, there's a there's a couple of different things like, like I said, that I want that I'd like to see what happens in season two. Um, touch on a little bit more or clarify a little bit more. Um, and then also I like I I think and what I'm what I took away from this is the Berg in Carnival Row is it's in disarray. The whole entire thing is in disarray and it, perhaps even impoverished like there's a ruling class an upper elite class but they lost this war so I think the pack either the pack or the pact who actually probably to me more closely resemble a tyrannical oppressors it could be it looks like Nazi Germany it also looks like um it looks like it's a play on America, you know, invading and bombing and not giving a shit about anybody. But also, the bird kind of looks like it. And there's a, there's a couple of different ways to look at the pack. And now they didn't touch on the pack that much, other than the fact that they chased off everybody off of their lands. Um, but they had. I'm assuming they had to get back to that. They're they're going to get back to that. And I think. Without, like I said, I didn't Google nothing. Just, I think in general, uh, they might come in and fuck up the humans on the Berg. And perhaps even fuck up Carnival Row. And that might unite all of them to fight the pack. And that might be the only way that they win. Is with the help of the Fae, the Pucks. Minotaurs and so on and so forth and the giants and all the other but I mean the Berg is right now is far away from that because they don't have even a shred of unity with with any creature. It's either Critch, but I think that's short for creature. It's also slang, derogatory, but those are the things I'd like to see in season two. So I, like I said, I'd probably watch season two now just for the fact that I watched season one I enjoyed it I thought I didn't think it was too dorky like there's some shows that are too dorky like um uh, I can't think of the show off the top of my head the order season the order season two really fell off the order season one was good the order season two kind of fell off the boat but um yeah it just it's kind of like I kind of want to watch season two. See, I want to see how it goes. So, if, if it is season two is good, I'll watch it all the way through. I probably will watch it all the way through because I'm just watching shows in general, and I'll probably figure out whether or not it's good or not after I watch it. So, with that being said, I think that's it for this episode. Um, I've been watching One Piece, and I'm kind of I kind of want to talk about what I've watched on One Piece, but I'm trying to finish up this fucking Skype. Skypia, Skype, Skypia, the Sky World arc, and it's fucking everlasting, man. They're like, they've been at this shit for about 50 some odd episodes. 
it's just it's long like but i think it's getting it's getting closer to the end so i like to talk about that also this godzilla movie is quickly approaching we're now in march i am now like 30 days away i'm trying to figure out if i can get tickets to an imax showing in vegas for godzilla but i don't but the thing is it comes out march 31st comes out on a wednesday of all days a wednesday so i'm trying to get my tickets i like to go like to vegas on thursday friday come back saturday or thursday and then come back friday and then just off the rest of the weekend you know or be out there wednesday thursday friday something like that like i don't mind doing that that's to me that'd be that'd be dope um and then and the, the goal is to see the movie so but I, I don't i was looking at it about two or three days ago seeing what's what where because in california there's no imax showings not opening the shit up uh i should look in arizona just in case uh Nevada is fucking up. We're, we'll see. I just... I, I, I'm going to try my hardest to go see it on IMAX. I didn't do the movie justice. I ought to pay the fucking $25 movie ticket. Sit in there like with like 20 other people maybe at the most. And just watch the movie like the way it was intended to. Because if I, if I don't watch it in the big screen... I'll never watch it in the big screen because they're when the fuck are they gonna run that shit back on a big screen? I'd have to wait till California opens up, and then that, even at that, it won't be on IMAX. Even though I think, it, but even but even though like, why would I watch a movie if, if two years down the road they say okay we're gonna re-release some of these movies that got caught up in the COVID on that were big budget movies like for instance some Marvel movies we'll run them back. What are the odds that they're going to run back Godzilla versus Kong? So the you know, so I'm trying to make it happen. I'm going to try to get to Vegas and make this movie leap a possibility. I mean, I know it's fucking like a three hour drive, but I mean, I don't care. I don't mind the drive, and I don't mind taking a day or two off to do it. But it all a lot of it depends on whether or not I can get a ticket, and whether or not um, they'll allow me to purchase a ticket. In the fucking first place like and then, and then even if they're showing even if, you know I don't know I think Nevada does allow people to do that because I was in Laughlin and they allowed me into a movie theater but that was also a local casino movie theater inside the Riverside uh, and I don't mind doing that either but then again I kind of want to go see it in IMAX so we'll see what's up with that uh, but as far as that next week's episode, um, uh, don't know what I'm talking, going to talk about yet. Uh, I know tomorrow being as today is Monday, tomorrow's Tuesday. I got another Black Clover episode coming up and, uh, I like to talk about Black, Black Clover. Hopefully when I'm done with the Skypea arc and I'm done in Black Clover, because I think Black Clover is about to end their season sometime pretty soon. Once they finish up this dark triad, maybe not. They might they might drag this out like fucking another two months. There might be another 10, 12 episodes. It might be three months. Who knows how how long? And that's the one thing I don't understand. I don't understand because Black Clover is. And then, I mean, they come out weekly. 
but the the episodes are I mean the the seasons are kind of long so I'm not exactly sure how long they drag out these these seasons for like most of them are like about 30 to 40 episodes which is the case on JoJo's uh, I think it was like 40 episodes so but if you do that in a month that's that's 10 months I mean it doesn't make any sense that would be coming out because you only get four episodes a month and there's 40 it would take 10 months I mean that seems kind of long so I'm not exactly sure how they're doing how they do this so now that I got Crunchyroll and I can watch these shows when they come out and I don't have to just sit there and try binge watching like 100 episodes to catch up um, I'm, I'm kind of curious because My Hero Academia is coming up as well and I'm like uh, alright well if they're going to do one episode at a, per week I mean, it ain't gonna take a long time to get through these fucking shows. Um, it's it's taking me a long time to get through One Piece. Not that I'm not enjoying, it, but I've been I've been watching other shit too as well. So, and One Piece, I'm kind of slow burning it because fucking there's so much other shit out there too that I'm watching currently. Like I'm watching watching currently every every episode come out. Jujutsu Kaisen, One Division, Black Clover. Those are my three. I get two two episodes on Friday, uh, WandaVision and Jujutsu Kaisen, both about a half an hour long. So those mandatory Friday, I'm watching those. Tuesdays Black Clover. So there's three days of the or two days. There's three shows that have nothing to do with One Piece that I'm watching weekly, and I'm on and I'm on top of them. Like all those shows, I'm on top of. But they come out weekly, and it's like, damn, they're dragging this shit out. Like, WandaVision is kind of dragging out, too. And not, WandaVision doesn't end this Friday, but it's the next. So, basically, I'm going to have to re- I'm going to have to review that. And so far, I, WandaVision was a completely 180 from what they've been doing, and I think it's good. Because it, WandaVision has provided a lot of memes, and a lot of reaction memes and GIFs. Uh, across the internet I've been slowly seeing them everywhere like it, Marvel is doing a f- phenomenal job of pumping out their show even though the show is kind of derived of a lot of action and I kind of I see the point of this uh, this is like a lot of backstory that's going on with WandaVision and it is made on a Marvel budget like okay like these are it's basically a movie but they didn't there weren't good and now that I see what what's what they're doing, they're not going to add in a ton of action sequences and boss fights, and you know, and have all these other big name Avengers on board because that that's part of that costs a lot of money. And this is just a show. This is just probably this is going to turn. Then I kind of felt that Wanda was suffering from PTSD and whatnot. And this is going to turn her into more into from Wanda to the Scarlet Witch and probably show that before. And they don't have to do that in the movies anymore. And also show maybe a villain, maybe some some a little cliffhanger, you know, introducing another character, like which they are doing. Um, and I feel like this will play better on once it gets back to the big screen. When Wanda's on the big screen, maybe she'll show her change. 
on the big screen and then people would be like hey that well that that's how she ended up with these new powers and they don't have to just fucking like you don't have to just be like wow she just got fucking random new powers and now all of a sudden like she can do this and the, no like the, it'll be it would have already been explained so but that come, that one probably won't be till not this Friday not the next but the following like to mid March before that shit wraps up uh, so that's coming down the pike but next week probably gonna talk who knows what I'm gonna talk about I might talk about this UFC shit coming up this is a big weekend this weekend coming up so we'll see how it goes but with that I'm gonna wrap up this episode uh, Go, I, I give Carnival Road two thumbs up probably like I'd probably give it like a solid 7 out of a 10 it wasn't it wasn't like an 8 or 9 out of a 10 I didn't think it was that gangbuster wow but it wasn't also, it wasn't also dumb either there's plenty of action plenty of killing uh, a beast eating taking out the liver kind of wild um, and not too much where you're like well I seen that coming like no it's not not too many moments like that I mean it was well it was well done I, I kind of I kind of get all the terminology like they refer to everybody as pigs she your fucking pigs um, it's interesting there's nudity there's fucking people's heads being chopped off there's all kinds of shit so, yeah, it's a solid 7. I mean, maybe it was 7.5 out of a 10. Not quite an 8. Definitely not a 6. Definitely worth it. It's a cool little show to watch. Definitely worth your time. So, go watch Carnival Row. I'm going to uh, head out here. If you hear this at some point, take it easy. And I'll catch you guys next week. I'm out. <laughs>